Assalamu alaikum, welcome to episode 12 of this Arabic language walkthrough of Layla Wadhib. If you're a beginner student or an intermediate student or somebody who just likes to listen in on Arabic stories, then this is an excellent video for you. In fact, the whole series is great for you. As I say, this is episode 12. If you haven't caught up on the previous episodes, then please do so. It's quite likely that this will be a 20 episode series, so there's tons of Arabic vocab and stuff for you to benefit from. So as um, is the popular a request of the students. We'll read through this entire section. I'll put it up on the screen as well so you can see it. And um, we'll read through the whole thing in Arabic and then afterwards we'll do kind of a word-for-word -word breakdown and there'll be lots of reference throughout for those of you who those of you students who are on the Arabic in 60 Steps program for you to follow along too. So today we are reading from, um, I'll actually do the title as well, I'll do a ذِئْبُ makiru. I'll read from there all the way down to لَقَدَّمْتُهَا لَكَ We'll read all the way down to there inshallah. So I'll make sure it's up on the screen so you can see it. الذئب الماكر يتودد إلى ليلى دخل ذئب المنزل وهجم على الجدة العجوز يقول لها أين الأفراخ والديوك والبط والوز قالت له الجدة العجوز لم يبق منها شيء قال الذئب أنت تكذبين حفيدتك ذات الرداء الأحمر أخبرني بأن, بأن عندك دواجن كثيرة فأين هي؟ قالت الجدة وأين لقيت ذات الرداء الأحمر؟ قال الذئب لقيتها في الغابة تحمل لك الكعكة وتقطف لك الزهور وستحضر بعد قليل هل, صد... هل صدقتني؟ قالت الجدة صدقتك ولكن صدقني أنت حين أخبرك بأن ليس عندي دواجن ولو كانت عندي لقدمتها لك الذئب الماكر We have seen this uh, مرات كثيرة by now We've seen this many times by now The cunning or the plotting wolf يتودد إلى ليلى We've seen يتودد إلى before as well Form 5 verb with إلى meaning to woo somebody تودد توددتو زوجتي I, I wooed إلى زوجتي I wooed to my wife تودد نعم دخل الذئب المنزل This is a very nice sort of verb, subject, object type sentence um, Yeah, step 4 for those of you on the program دخل means enter الذئب is the wolf and المنزل is the home The wolf entered the home وهجم على الجدة العجوز and he attacked the verb هجم um, is to attack, and um, yes, often it is used with the preposition ma'ala um, as well, to it, literally to attack upon somebody. I've heard as a joke actually in Arab homes as well, people say, uhjum, like to attack food <laughs> before you eat, like if you're waiting to eat and then uhjum, <laughs> and then attack, um, as like a joke to say, you know, you can go and you can eat now. Yeah, hajama'ala means to attack. Good. Um, the the الجدت العجوز is the elderly grandmother. Very nice. يقول لها he says to her أين الأفراخ والديوك والبط والوز Where are the أفراخ Where are the chicks and where are the ديوك and where are the roosters maybe والبط and the ducks والوز and the geese. Good. These are all what we call in English poultry or دواجن in Arabic. قالت له الجدت العجوز the the elderly grandmother said to him, "Lam yabqa minha shay." Lam yabqa yabqa is a is a jism is a re reducing of the verb baqiya yabqa meaning to remain. The term baqi means to remain. Yes, um, 
Yes, baqiya uh, yabqa. But lam yabqa, it does not remain. This yabqa, it would have an alif maqsura on the end, but because it's lam, we squeeze that. We do majzoom with it, and it becomes yabqa, just with a fatha instead of a full alif maqsura. Minha, it does not remain from them, shay, anything. Nothing of them remains. Qala dhib. So the wolf says, anti takdibina. You are lying. This takdibina on the end is how we use verbs to you. If we we're saying you write, anti taktubina, anti taqraina, anti tajlisina, anti ta'budina. You know, if we're using those different verbs with it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but <coughs> if it were masculine, it would be enter takdibu. Yes, it would be enter takdibu. We wouldn't need this ina on the end if it was masculine. But of course, the uh, the grandmother, the jedda, is feminine. Good. And then this next word is one we haven't seen before so far. It's very useful, actually. Hafida. Hafid is a grandchild. Hafid. But in this case, hafida tuki. Your hafida tu is your granddaughter. Hafid would be a grandson. Hafida tun would be a granddaughter. But hafida tuki, your granddaughter. Little Red Riding Hood, or the owner of the red robe, if we were to literally translate it. أخبرتني. أخبر is a verb meaning to inform. أخبر. But أخبرت, she informed me, she informed me. أخبرتني. She informed me. بأن عندك دواجنا. She informed me. بأن of that, عندك, you have دواجنا. You have dawajina, you have poultry. Not just any old dawajina, but you have dawajina kathiratan. You have a lot of, um, you have a lot of poultry. For aina here. Then where is she? This here is singular, and it means she, right? But uh, we're treating it as feminine singular, because we have this thing in Arabic where non-human plurals are treated as feminine singular. And of course, poultry are not humans. So we would say, um, for Aina here. The grandmother, she said, وَأَيْنَ لَقَيْتَ ذَاتَ الرِّدَاءَ الْأَحْمَرِ وَأَيْنَ لَقَيْتَ لَقَيْتَ Where did you لَقِيْتَ Where did you meet? The verb لَقِيَ يَلْقَى It means to meet. It does actually share its root. When I, when I hear like, when I hear أَلْقَى I think of that ayah in Salat Taha where um where Musa salam, is commanded to throw down his throw down his staff. Alqiha ya Musa is from the verb alqa, which is the form four with an alif at the beginning, with a hamza on top, one of these a hamzat qata'a, cutting hamza. Yes, that's the form four meaning to cast down something. Yeah, which I don't know what it perhaps it's to kind of make it meet the floor. Make it meet the floor. So it sort of does have a, a shared origin. But yes, to meet someone, laqiya, um present tense yalqa. Where Lakita, where did you meet that Al-Ahmar? Where did you meet the owner of the red robe? Or in our terms, little red riding hood. Qala Zibu They're very good. Lakaitu Lakitu. It's actually Lakitu with a uh Yes, Lakitu with a Kasra under the Qaf. Lakituha. I met her Filgaba. I met her in the woods. Tahmilu Laki al Ka'aka. She was carrying for you the Ka'aka. Very good. The verb um, hamala means to carry. So she carries leki for you, the cake. And she cuts roses or cut flowers for you. 
وستحضر بعد قليلا and she will arrive it's not really arrive the verb وصل is more to arrive the verb حضر is to do with being present she will she'll be present بعد قليلا after a little bit that expression can be used to just mean soon in Aramiya Arabs tend to say بعدين to mean like soon you know but but uh, in, in standard Arabic we say بعد قليلا بعد قليل after a little bit هل صدق the verb صدق is a form two verb, meaning to speak the truth. Yeah, sometimes when you hear recitations of the Quran afterwards, you'll hear people say صدق الله العظيم. صدق meaning to speak the truth. People say صدق الله العظيم. Allah the Great has spoken the truth. Of course, Allah has spoken the truth. Yes, um, but you sometimes hear that. Sometimes you hear the, this verb, and it's very useful actually. صدقت you've spoken the truth. Sadakta, or a way of saying you're right. Sadakta, sadakta, yaqi. You've you've spoken the truth. Good. Qalat al-jadda. The grandmother said, Sadaktuka. I have told you the truth. This is very nice, actually. It's it's good that we've seen this because you don't need to say you don't you don't need to say sadaktu leka. You don't need to say I've told the truth to you. You can just say I've told truth at you. Right? I've told truth you. Right. Sadaktuka. I have told you the truth. ولكن صدقني but tell me the truth and she's actually put ent afterwards as well sorry uh, for more emphasis ولكن صدقني ent but tell me the truth yourself that's that's how we do it حين أخبرك بأن بأن rather sorry not بأن بأن ليس عندي دواجن good when I inform you that that of that ليس عندي that I do not have دواجن that I do not have um, any poultry. Good. Okay, yeah, this is a nice point, actually. When you use words for saying have, that are not verbs. Like عند, مع, لدى. Words like that. لي, for example, if you say, ليس لي, I do not have it. ليس عندي, ليس معي. ليس لدي, I do not have. There's a little song that I heard in Palestine about um, uh, uh, Johan not having a donkey. I don't have a donkey. But in this case, Yes, you use as a way of making them negative. A little point for those of you on step 14, actually, when we talk about having have. Laser is the way we make them negative. I do not have any poultry. Oh, this is a nice bit afterwards. But if I had, but if I did have, if I did have, what she means is if she did have poultry. She's not referring, she doesn't need to say poultry again. But if she did have, then I would have given them to you. I would have literally I would have presented them for you. Good. This is Arabic's way of doing hypothetical if clauses. If only something had happened. If only that it was this way. And um, we say low. Good. And if you say if only something had not been the case, we can use low layer. Um, even when we're using verbs that wouldn't normally be being made negative with with lair actually, which is interesting. Good for example, there's an ayah which I put in the sixty steps program for this lesson, which I really love in Surah An-Nur, where Allah says, Why didn't they come with four witnesses? I think it comes in the surah at a really beautiful time where there's like a reference to having four witnesses earlier in the ayah, and then there's this then there's this story, and then and then Allah says, and then Allah kind of has a a reference back to it. Then why didn't they come with four witnesses? But um, 
We don't normally say la ja'a. Ja'a is a past tense verb, usually made negative with ma. We'd say ma ja'a. He didn't come. But when we're using these hypothetical if clauses, just think of la as why not in that case, in things that are hypothetical. Because um, obviously we're not saying if you come with four witnesses, then we will do this. If we were to use that kind of thing, we wouldn't use lo. Uh, lo is for hypothetical things. And in this case, obviously, it's hypothetical, isn't it? If if I did have them, then I would have presented them to you. It's hypothetical. It's not saying it's not saying if I go and get some, then I'll give them to you. It's it's completely hypothetical. Thus the use of lo. So that is everything for this lesson. I very, very much hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have. In the next lesson, we will continue into episode 13. Um, in our next um, episode, yeah, we're starting a new chapter, the, the wolf in the clothing of the grandmother, which is the kind of uh, iconic symbol of Little Red Riding in, in, in our culture. Only one announcement for you guys, inshallah. Anybody interested in joining Arabic in 60 Steps Intensive, you can still do so. We'll be starting our lessons tomorrow, and I'll be continuing my teaching of the entire Arabic in 60 Steps program to you, personally, live, at least sort of four hours of contact time a week. And um, it is possible that you can seriously improve your command over Arabic by the end of this year. So um, it's an immense opportunity, inshallah, and I really hope that lots of you guys take it. Well, not, not loads, because we don't have many spaces left, but um, go to arabicin60steps.com forward slash intensive, all in capitals, and uh, have a look and see if there are still spaces on the program, because it'd be a joy to have you. See you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.